everyone, welcome back to the Earth on Survival Guide, the podcast for all disciplines, paths, players, and game masters. With your questers, Josh and Dan, I am Dan. I am Josh. And on today's podcast, we will be discussing all things combatical and tactical, so cue the scandal and Patty Smith. We're going to talk about the warrior. <laughs> nice. <laughs> See, when I have time to prep, I actually get like a whole lot more jokes in. Yeah, so this is the Warden and Master Tiers of the Warrior, uh, Circles 9 and up, and this is probably going to be a very quick episode. We'll see how it turns out at the end, because we said that the Beastmaster was pretty straightforward. The Warrior's just as straightforward on what they're going to be able to do with these all these talents. Yeah. So. The Warrior's talents are a lot of, we get to fight better. <laughs> and there are Damn some talents in their list that we haven't covered yet mm -hmm. with the other disciplines that we've done up to this point through these higher circles. Yeah. But again, we're probably looking at a relatively quick view to do our recap. A three minute rundown. Yeah. Yeah. Our, our quick three minute rundown, the warrior and the talents that they get ultimately are all about fighting and fighting better and more effectively both from an offensive and a defensive standpoint, there mm -hmm. is a sort of secondary theme of the warrior having a kind of elemental tie to them, not in the same way that, say, you have like elementalist spellcasting or anything like that. The original karma ritual description talked about the air attack and the fire attack and the water defense mm -hmm. and the earth defense and that those approaches to how the warrior might fight in any given moment are based around the ideas of how that element behaves you could take some inspiration a little bit in that regard from the different fighting styles from uh avatar the last airbender and uh, the legend mm -hmm. of korra because the styles of the martial arts of the benders in those series, those shows, are based in some large respect around the sort of thematic and stylistic approaches of those elements. Fire fights a certain way and has a particular style, whereas water, mm -hmm. you know, you can kind of take some inspiration in that regard. And many of the talents and abilities that warriors have will have a kind of elemental theming to them. But the warrior is all around a combatant. Yeah. Individual warriors might focus a little bit more on one particular style, quote unquote, than another. But warriors, generally speaking, especially as they get up into higher circles, are probably going to be good at all of them. Warriors don't tend to get much in the way of social abilities. They get etiquette mm -hmm. so that they kind of know how to behave in terms of being in, in social situations or the etiquette of a combat unit or military force or something like that. They get leadership and other type of troop commanding abilities, tactics as well. But just about everything that they get in terms of talents and abilities go towards making them either an effective combatant themselves or leading others in combat. Yeah. Hitting better, doing more damage, not a whole lot of deviation 
from right but also (laughs) not being the hyper aggressive smash as fast and hard as possible because that's more of the sky raiders purview the sky raider is the one that almost kind of leans more into offense at the expense of defense whereas Mm -hmm. the warrior and the typical approach of the warrior is more well balanced yeah defense is good and strong as well, but also a little bit perhaps of a of a sort of Sun Tzu art of war approach that mm-hmm. sometimes the best way to win the fight is to have things where you don't actually need to fight at all. Yeah. I defeat them before we are actually draw swords. Right. Yeah. And if you get to the point where you are drawing swords, you know what you are going to do and what needs to be done in order to achieve victory. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's sort of a, a broader thing when it comes to clash of armies and larger forces and the commands and movement of units in that sense, as opposed Mm -hmm. to the type of thing that you will be more likely to encounter as a player character warrior in your typical adventuring group. But you might want to look at the warrior, especially as you get into higher circles, as being the force commander, the combat leader of your adventuring company and understanding the capabilities of what you're companions are able to do and setting up tactics and approaches to leverage those to the group's best advantage. Yeah. I remember uh, reading Shannon Lee's book. She's the daughter of Bruce Lee and she was taking his martial arts and making that into a philosophy because Bruce Lee did study philosophy. And she was describing this uh, MMA fight she was going to watch and the one fighter said, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do this. And she said, he's going to lose. And he lost because he went in with one plan. And as soon as he got hit, that plan became worthless because he already announced everything he was going to do. And so the other guy who could adapt his plan won the fight. So this is what the warrior is going to do. Yeah. No plan survives contact with the enemy. In my gaming circles from back in my younger days, that got uh, adapted to no plan survives contact with the player characters. Um, you know, in the in the typical standpoint of the group will spend half an hour to 40 minutes planning their approach in advance if they know they're going to be getting into a fight. And then within the first round or so, deliberately or not, the plan will go out the window. Yes. Well, it goes along with Mike Tyson's uh, to... to condense your your phrase down to what Mike Tyson said. Everybody has a plan until they get punched in the mouth. <laughs> and then there's no more plan. So the warrior you need to make based upon the talents listed in the first eight circles and what we're going to discuss right now makes you more flexible to any plan. So let's get into it. At ninth circle, everybody gets a special, wonderful thing to do and the warriors are no different. They get this thing called battlefield awareness. And so when they are performing their battle rights, which is their fifth edition, fifth circle uh, talent or fifth circle ability, sorry. Uh, the ninth, the ninth circle warrior now can take two blood point two blood magic damage to prevent being blindsided or harried or surprised for a whole day. And the damage may be healed after the effect ends yes this is a nice ability yeah to prevent being blindsided or surprised are both really really awesome the harried it only negates the first instance of being harried so Mm -hmm. it's still possible to get overwhelmed by multiple harried penalties being put upon you 
I would handle this as saying that if you are harried because you have four or more combatants attacking you, that even though there are multiple combatants, that only counts as one instance of being harried. Yeah. Because basically you are dealing with the fact that you have multiple people attacking you. But if you then get hit with a spell effect or something like that that imposes its own harried penalty, then that will start to slow you down. And that's ultimately how you would be able to wear down a warrior at this level is to just hit them with as much hindering capability as you can. Yes. Given that blindsided and surprised and harried all impose both action test penalties and defense penalties, being able to essentially ignore them for just two blood magic is a really nice ability. Yeah, it's ridiculously uh, stupid math there. Yeah, I'm going to do that. Two points, really? Yeah, two points, worth it. Absolutely worth it. And the uh, at Ninth Circle, the warrior can now spend a point of karma once per round on any test when made adjacent to an ally in combat. Yes, this is very similar to the abilities that air sailors get something very similar. Basically, mm-hmm. it's a karma ability that leans into the idea of working as a group. Yeah. Because a good military force will have unit cohesion and working together. I mean, you talk about the the classic phalanx Mm -hmm. or the Roman shield walls or things like that, where the group is is stronger when they are in formation and working together. So that's something that plays very, very strongly with the warrior's idea of being philosophical, but still a military fighter. Oh, absolutely. A disciplined military unit. Yeah. Uh, and to go along with the uh, the damage may be healed from the battlefield awareness, uh, the discipline talent they get at Ninth Circle, Relentless Recovery. Yeah, this is one that has popped up multiple times already. This mm-hmm. essentially provides a bonus to the warrior's toughness when they are making a normal recovery test. So outside yeah. of abilities that are sort of recovery abilities like, say, Fireblood, this is just, okay, we're out of combat, we're just resting it's toughness plus rank to make a Fair. recovery test. Uh, at Tenth Circle, the warrior now gets a plus two from their original number to their mystic defense. They also get a plus one to their base initiative step. So that actually goes up as well. And discipline talent at Tenth Circle is Unflinching Fortitude. It's still a great name. Unflinching Fortitude. This is the straight bonus to wound threshold. Oh, Yeah. 10th circle. That's the fantastic one. Love that one. Okay. 11th circle. The warrior gets a plus one finally to their social defense because they wait until 11th circle to get a bonus to their social defense. Their karma now is they can spend a point of karma on an attack test made against an opponent that has attacked the adept since the start of the previous round. So if you're already in that tete-a-tete with somebody who's attacking you, now you can spend a point of karma on an attack test made against them. Right. And so this would be in addition to the karma that you could spend on it being a talent because you typically will be hitting them back with a talent or attacking them with a talent. So, yeah, you can do another point of karma in there. And the discipline talent you get at 11th circle is Chilling Strike. Chilling Strike is a new one. We have not talked about this one yet. Uh, This is the first time that it's shown up. In addition to the normal damage dealt after a successful melee attack... Chilling Strike penalizes that person's, that target's initiative by the warrior's rank in Chilling Strike. 
but basically hmm. slows them down and acts even more slowly. Now, considering that the warriors get access to a couple of nice initiative boosting talents, Tiger Boosters. Spring and Air yeah. Dance, on top of that, slowing down their opponents to make it even more likely that, say, the bonus attack from Air Dance will be going off. Mm hmm. Or something along those lines, or just simply being able to act before your opponent can be yeah. particularly handy. Well, and they just got a plus one step at the, at the previous circle. So yes. Yeah. They're, they're it doesn't require an additional test. It's just a point of strain to trigger that mm -hmm. effect. Yeah. So Chilling Strike is going to be fantastic. At 12th circle, trust me, these get better. Uh, the warrior gets a, uh, a final of a plus four to their physical defense from the original number and their recovery is they get a second additional recovery test per day. So that's fantastic. A whole lot of healing going on in this tier. And then the discipline talent is a new one from the companion as well. Vine armor. Vine armor is another one we haven't talked about before. This continues the trend of the warrior armor talents or skin talents. You get a yeah. uh, wood skin, for example, earth <laughs> skin is another one that they get. Yeah. Vine armor is an enhancement to wood skin. So this is sort of used in addition to wood skin. Yeah. It costs an additional recovery test. Wood skin already costs one. Vine armor will cost a second, but yeah. it adds the rank in vine armor to their wood skin test. So it enhances that test. And then each success on the wood skin test provides a bonus to mystic armor. So that's in addition wow. to the normal effects of Woodskin, which provides extra health. Yeah. Damage rating, unconsciousness rating, or sorry, death rating and an unconsciousness rating, yes. So uh, if these weren't enough for you, and they shouldn't be enough for you, uh, at 9th, 10th, 11th, and 12th circle, you have four options to, to pull from your Warden Talent Options pool. And there's only two here that we've uh, talked about before and are uh, familiar. That is Iron Constitution and Steel Thought. The rest of these are all new to the companion. We may have talked about them before, but um, here we go, one at a time. Burning Vigor. Burning Vigor is probably, of these options, depending on how you build and approach your warrior, is mm -hmm. super valuable. Burning Vigor <laughs> is the one that, in addition to acting as a strength substitute for pure strength challenges, like you know, smashing down doors, moving boulders, anything that's just a, a raw expression of strength, but is not damage. Yeah. It also provides uh, bonus recovery tests equal to its rank that can be used to power recovery test powered talents. Considering uh -huh. that the warrior has all of those armor and skin talents that are powered by recovery tests, this is super, super useful. This is your payday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it makes everything else work. Uh, Life check. I mean, there, there's a whole bunch of talents that warriors get that are powered by recovery tests. And so this is, I don't want to say almost a gimme, but this is mm -hmm. one that I would definitely look at strongly picking up as your option at night circle as soon as you get access to it, if yeah. only to give yourself that much more of a resource pool to power all of your other cool abilities out of. Yeah, this one's kind of like a big D, big U, big H. Depending on your approach, there could be other things that are that you might want to take instead, but this is one that definitely it's not number one, merits it's one A. Strong consideration. <laughs> yeah. Uh next up, critical hit. Uh critical hit we talked about before. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 
great for a warrior. If you roll well enough on the attack, you increase your damage by the rank and critical hit. Done. Yeah. Again, as straightforward as the warrior is. More damage. <laughs> Next up, defensive posture. Again, defensive posture. Defense again, one that we've talked offense. about before with the other combat types. Uh, with this one, it provides its rank as a bonus to any tests that increase physical defense. So mm-hmm. acrobatic defense, anticipate blow. Warriors get a few of those talents in their novice tier and others yeah. avoid blow. Um, it can be used uh, for that. So it, it's potentially useful if you are going with a more defensive type sort of tanky build. It can be one to consider uh, having in your toolkit. Absolutely. Uh, Lion Spirit, because of course I think they get Lion, Lion Spirit, Spirit is another one that's popped up a bunch of times. This increases just a flat bonus to both mystic and social defense when resisting fear or intimidation effects. Fantastic. Rally. Rally. This is another one that's powered by recovery tests. Mm-hmm. This is one that we also have not talked about before. I don't think. Is it? Is it available to air sailors? That's the only one I think of that we've covered so far that might have access to it they do it's disciplined talent for uh 12th circle air sailors 12th circle air sailor okay but it's been a while refreshes yeah rally the adept using the talent declares the companions that they wish to rally and the test result is compared uh, to the highest social defense amongst those they're targeting each conscious target if successful may make an immediate recovery test if one is available, with a bonus equal to the number of successes on the rally test. Affected targets also ignore harried or knocked down modifiers until the end of the next round. Ooh, you get to ignore knocked down modifiers? They can inspire a number of characters equal to their rank in rally. It's discipline for air sailors because air sailors have a much stronger teamwork and crew theming to them that makes it more appropriate as a discipline talent, but it absolutely would be something that for a battlefield commander type warrior would want to look at getting. Yeah. Because you could use it to inspire your squad or unit or whatever. Absolutely. I still think that being able to ignore knockdown penalties is probably the biggest selling point for rally. Incidentally, (laughs) to get back to burning vigor real quickly, Yeah. Burning Vigor mentions Rally as one of the things that you could spend the recovery test on. Rally itself is not actually powered by a recovery test. Mm -hmm. What that Burning Vigor thing is saying is that if you are the target of Rally, you could use a Burning Vigor recovery test to get the recovery test from Rally. Kind of a closed loop thing there. Right. (laughs) Warriors working with other warriors, yeah, if they're high enough to get that, can mm-hmm. use those bonus recovery tests to power the boost that they would get from Rally. I'm, I'm pretty sure that's how that interaction works based on the way things are written. Fair. Yeah. If that's clear as mud, email us. We'll figure it out then. Uh, resist pain. Always. Uh, resist pain is super popular, straightforward. Its rank provides a reduction in the penalty that you receive from wounds. Yeah, which is awesome. So that's the other, if you don't take Burning Vigor at one, you take it at one A, maybe uh, Resist Pain is one, more one B. Take your pick. <laughs> yeah, Resist Pain is one of those talents that's just super duper useful, uh, particularly for someone who is potentially going to be suffering from a lot of damage. Now, 
given unflinching fortitude and the possible additional bonuses and stuff that you could get to your wound threshold as a warrior and the damage resistances and so forth, you might not actually need resist pain. You Mm -hmm. might not be suffering from wounds often enough to make it worthwhile. If there are other choices that that would work better based on your group makeup and and your approach to things, but it's still a super useful talent, broadly speaking. No lie at all. Uh, Because incidentally, resist pain would also counteract the penalties like from the pain spell, for example. Oh, yeah. From Nethermancers. It would counteract that, even though those aren't dealing wounds because they overcame your wound threshold. It's a Mm -hmm. magical effect that is effectively causing you wounds, but resist pain would still counteract those penalties there. Absolutely. So good luck in the dice there. Storm Shield. Uh, Storm Shield is a new one. We have not talked about this one yet in any of the previous ones. Yeah. Storm Shield works pretty well for warriors that are going sword and board, fighting with, with one weapon and a shield. They basically charge their shield with electrical energy. It adds their rank in storm shield as a bonus to any shield bash test made and when a close combat attacker misses the adept as a result of using a void blow the attacker actually gets shocked by the shield and suffers damage equal to the rank in storm shield without it being reduced by armor at all i so want to see this in a movie the idea is that by using a void blow the warrior is interposing their shield as a sort of parry or block, and that, yeah. if successful, then it hits the shield instead and deals electrical damage, damage back. Yeah. I still want to see this in a movie. I want the Earth Dawn movie to be made, and I want to see this. <laughs> you and that just... both, brother. <laughs> just, ah. Somebody get on it, Hollywood. Anyway, uh, and last, the last of your four options out of the talent options for the warden tier, because again, you only get four of these. Four. That's it. Four. Choose wisely. Uh, Vital Strike. Vital Strike. This is something that's available to other combat disciplines, typically in the master tier, as opposed Mm -hmm. to warden tier. This is another one that's powered by recovery tests. You spend a recovery test and you get an additional damage test that is made that counts as a separate damage test, so could conceivably cause a secondary wound equal to the role of Vital Strike. Nice. Nice. Just... Ah, chef's kiss. Okay, on to 13th circle. Uh, and again, everybody gets a wonderful little ability that they, only they can do. Uh, 13th circle, just like they did ninth and 5th. This is the elemental warrior. When the warrior is on a battlefield, they are never alone as the elements themselves are by their side. The adept can manipulate the elements to keep their opponents off balance, such as through gusts of air, shifting earth, entangling brush, oppressive heat, icy surfaces, and whatnot. Regardless of the nature of the manifestation, all opponents in close combat with the, the warrior are harried. Yeah. Just turn that on. Done. It doesn't cost <laughs> anything. It's just always oh. on. When they're yeah. on the battlefield, anybody that is in close combat with them is harried. Because you're that Obviously, much of a against other high circle warriors <laughs> who have battle rights, they can ignore that Bing. harried. Yep. But just from a visual standpoint, Mm -hmm. that's another like really cool like visualization of things just in terms of the magical energies of the warrior Mm -hmm. shaping the environment around them to hinder their opponents yes absolutely 
And then if that's not enough for your 13th circle, and it shouldn't be because you want more, you get a, four, a few other things to go along with it. Your your mystic defense goes up to a plus three from your original number. Your karma now, your uh, die increases from a step from a D six to a D eight. I always get that wrong. And your mystic armor gets its first bonus of a plus one. So all of that. And then more, you get the discipline talent of aura armor. We've talked about this one a couple of times. Uh, you make yeah. a test. Hmm. The rank in aura armor is added to both physical and mystic armor for a number of rounds equal to the result of the test. So it's a guaranteed there fixed you result. You're just rolling for the duration. Yeah. So rank that quickly. <laughs> More, bu But good luck with that because it costs a lot. Anyway, at 14th circle, uh, the warrior gets their final plus five to their physical defense from their original number, replacing the plus four they got earlier. And their initiative is now two steps higher than their base initiative. And the discipline talent they get at 14th circle is stone skin, adding to the whole litany of skin uh, yes. cosmetics that they've had before. Stone skin, again, is a talent that is powered by recovery tests. Their rank in stone skin is added to their earth skin tests that they might make. Mm -hmm. And then each success on the earth skin increases physical armor by plus two while earth skin lasts. So it's an, much like vine armor is an enhancement to wood skin. Stone yeah. skin is an enhancement to earth skin. Whew. It just makes you roll even better and adds an additional effect on top of the normal effects of that talent. Yeah. So again, you're just being able to do things that you've already been, that you've been able to do just better at them now. Better more. and more. Yep. That's what we're doing here. 15th circle. And yes, this should be the end. Uh, you get a, the warrior gets a plus two to their social defense, finishing that out. So they've got a plus three mystic, plus five physical and plus two social at the end of this. Their recovery tests now gets an, uh, three additional recovery tests per day from where they were at first circle. And their discipline talent, multi-strike. Multi-strike is the capstone ability that allows the warrior to attack multiple times in a round. Now, warriors already, depending on their talent loadout, yeah. can get access to a bunch of attacks. When you factor in extra attack from air dance, uh, second attack, second weapon, mm -hmm. there's a possibility for them to already have a bunch of attacks. But multi-strike goes one step farther. This uses the revised multiple attack approach that we developed for the companion um, that I have mentioned before that I wish I had come up with or that we had come up with before <laughs> we had locked down the player's guide because it would have been really, really cool to apply it to uh, Claw Frenzy. Yes. But the Adept makes a multi-strike test against the highest physical defense among the targets that they wish to attack. Mm -hmm. And for each success may make an additional second attack or second weapon test. So what multi-strike does is sets the limit of how many extra attacks you can yes. make. Yeah, that's not bad. What it does is it just ultimately imposes an additional strain cost for mm -hmm. second attack and second weapon. Yeah. You can use any combination of second weapon mm -hmm. or second attack in order to sort of complete what you've got as the capability there. Yeah. Yeah. Cause by 15th circle, your, your strain cost is negligible. 
<laughs> it does specify that if you are using both second attack and second weapon, that if you're mm-hmm. doing a two-hand style, yeah, that you have to have at least half of them be second attack. So you at least are dividing them sort of evenly between the two. But if you're only going with, if you're going like shield and uh, weapon and shield, yeah, then obviously you're going to be doing second attack for all of those because the weapon is your primary attack. Absolutely. So if those weren't badass enough for you at 13th, 14th, 15th circle, you get a slew of options to add on to those one per circle. So you get three of the following list. So again, choose wisely. Champion challenge. Champion challenge. We mentioned this, I think shows up in the air sailor list. This is magically enforced dual one designated combatant or champion from each side is chosen to fight it out. And if there's any interference that happens between the duel, then there are negative penalties that happen. And when the result is determined, the winning side can make a free intimidate test against the other side to get them to stand down and also gives all of the enemies penalties for any tests made against them and their allies for 24 hours. Damn. Yeah, and you are correct. Air Sailors do get it in their Master Talent options as well. On to Ethereal Weapon, which is just awesome. Yep, we've talked about this before. This is the talent that allows uh, their weapon or unarmed attacks Mm -hmm. imbue them with astral energy. They make the test against the, the the target's mystic defense. If successful, then damage tests using the weapon go against mystic armor instead of physical. And each additional success provides bonus damage to weapons against that target. Uh, that's in addition to whatever other damage bonuses they might get from the high attack test and things like that. And it yeah. also does allow the adept to attack targets in astral space if they're aware of them. The warrior doesn't have the flexibility in terms of the sensing that the archer or weaponsmith or, or wizard might mm-hmm. get. Uh, in that regard, but still the ability to target mystic defense and boost your damage against regular opponents is a pretty nice option. No kidding. And this is also one that our uh, air sailor gets fluid movement. Fluid movement allows the adept to increase their movement rate by their rank in fluid movement. They can also use the splitting movement option, which normally costs strain or causes a a penalty rather Mm -hmm. to uh, attack test. Like if you move, then attack, then move your splitting movement. But this allows you to do that without suffering from the uh, attack penalties. And each opponent that you attack while under the effects of fluid movement just causes a point of strain. Fair. Uh, and this is, uh, of course, the one everybody gets second chance, which, you know, yep. go buy new dice if you'd rather. <laughs> totally. <laughs> Talked about before. And then uh, Soul Aegis. Soul Aegis is one that has popped up before. A number of times because it's fantastic. Yep. It provides bonuses to mystic and social defense, which yeah. the warriors don't get a lot of options for enhancing those. I think like Earthskin maybe provides a, a mystic armor bonus. Or Mystic Defense bonus. Yeah, sounds right. But Soul Aegis is one that for a single test will boost both Mystic and Social Defense. So that's pretty decent if you're going yeah. with a more defensive route. Exactly. Three to go. Spirit Strike. 
Uh, Spirit Strike is sort of the counter or the companion to Ethereal Weapon. Spirit Strike allows the Adept to attack through Astral Space, where Ethereal Weapon sort of is a damage enhancer or targets like changes the the armor reduction type of the attack. Spirit Strike is the actual attack itself, and so is targeting Mystic Defense instead of Physical Defense when you are attacking somebody with a weapon. Yeah. If you don't have any way of sensing the target astrally beforehand, you do suffer a blindside penalty or a blindness penalty. Sorry. Want to make sure I got that right. Because blindside can be counteracted by the warrior's abilities earlier. Blindness penalties do not. So this one, I would be more inclined to go with ethereal weapon than I would spirit strike. Only because Ethereal Weapon doesn't have a penalty associated with it that Spirit Strike does, where the warrior doesn't really have any way built in to sense their target astrally. You could always go with the um, like the Astral Sensitive Eye Blood Charm, or mm-hmm. there are other abilities or stuff that you could pick up that, or if you've got a second discipline that gives you um, Astral Sensing abilities, then it might be worth looking at Spirit Strike. But I think given the warriors only looking at their talent options... Ethereal Weapon, I think, is a better choice than Spirit Strike, whereas with most other disciplines that we've talked about that have access to both, they're roughly equal in terms of their utility. Fair. Two to go. Vicious Wound. Vicious Wound we talked about with the Beastmaster a couple of weeks ago. Um, This is a test that reduces the target's wound threshold, and then the Adept can conceivably deal multiple wounds on the attack up to a number based on the number of successes on their vicious wound test. So it's nasty. Yeah, that is. Uh, And Beastmasters get it at 14th circle as a discipline talent. So the warrior might be able to pick it up at 13th if they're so inclined to do so one uh, circle earlier, just so you know. And since the air sailor and Beastmaster get vital strike and vital ward as their master talent options, the warrior got vital strike as their warden talent option. Now we're on to vital ward as their master talent option. Another talent powered by recovery tests. This one adds to any active defenses that are attempted by the warrior in the course of deciding to use it. Fair. It's not like a separate tester role or anything. It just adds its rank as a bonus. All right. So that ends up with all of the master talent options. Again, you only get three of those. So choose wisely at 13th, 14th, and 15th circle. So Josh recommendations. We know uh, we, we we both agree on the second chance talent. So yeah, <laughs> ultimately, I think it would depend on whether you are going for an offensive or a defensive build. Build. Yeah. If you're going offensive, then I would probably go with Ethereal Weapon, Fluid Movement, and Vicious Wound, because that the, the Ethereal Weapon allows you to target Mystic Defense. The Fluid Movement allows you to move around the battlefield even more effectively, attacking multiple opponents. And Vicious Wound is just really, really nice in terms of putting people down. If you're going with a more defensive build, then I would probably go with Soul Aegis and Vital Ward as two of them. Mm-hmm. The third choice would be whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Ethereal <laughs> Weapon might still be useful. Vicious Wound might still be useful. Like those are mm-hmm. 
they are not as defensive. Fluid movement even. Yeah. Even if you're not necessarily using it to take advantage of your ability to attack multiple opponents with without penalty, the ability to move more quickly around the battlefield and perhaps get into a position to protect an ally could be particularly handy. Again, second chance is okay, but charisma is pretty likely to be a low attribute for the warrior and second chance has its role based on charisma. Champion challenge might be one to look at if you are looking at more of a commander type, but it's a lot more situational, whereas the others that I've mentioned tend to be a little bit more focused. Mm -hmm. Spirit strike is okay, but like I said earlier, I think ethereal weapon based on the warrior's default options is a stronger choice that you're going to go with. That's fair. Yeah. And then sort of looking at the warden options, um, burning vigor, almost certainly for me, a no-brainer just because of the bonus recovery, recovery test. test that it provides to yeah. fuel a lot of the warrior talents. And then- and just heal yourself if you're, if you're a damage sponge. Yeah. <laughs> Burning figure, you can't use those as like regular recovery tests outside of combat, but the ability to use them to power your talents that make you more survivable in combat is really, really handy. No kidding. Storm Shield is really nice because I would probably tend to build a warrior that uses a shield to take advantage of Shield Bash and Waterfall Slam, Mm -hmm. um, which is a really nice thing. And then you combine Storm Shield with that, and that enhances that even farther. Steel Thought, that's a defensive talent that is available a lot earlier to most others, but having that ability to finally (laughs) avoid blow mystic targeting abilities is potentially worthwhile. Critical hit is a nice damage adder, but warriors also get a lot of other ways that they could potentially do that. Resist pain. I mentioned my feelings on that earlier. I mean, they're all they're all fairly decent choices. It's an embarrassment of riches. Yes. Yeah. Like it's supposed to be. (laughs) I think personally, for me, there are weaker choices for some talents than others, but all of them Mm -hmm. are across the board going to probably be helpful. And one of the things is that. It's a fantasy role-playing game. Combat is going to show up a lot more often than other stuff. And so you are going to have more opportunity to use these things Mm -hmm. because they're useful in combat. And combat just happens. Happens. um, As opposed to some of the other (laughs) specialists or or other disciplines where you need to be a little bit more careful in terms of selecting options that will be more applicable for the style of game that you are playing and the kind yeah. of situations that you typically find yourself in. That's really kind of straightforward and simple for the warrior. In the same way that the Beastmaster is kind of straightforward and simple, how have you been developing your character so far? Okay, mm-hmm. here are the talents that you want to take to make you even better at doing that thing that you have been doing. Yes, nice enhancers. We'll take them. <laughs> so I love every part of the build out on the warrior. Uh, they're not usually my go-to type character, but if you are that type go-to character where you want to hack at things, with a, you know, a car door on a stick that's sharpened, this is your, this is your jam. Yeah. The warrior in earth dawn. And, and this is the case as well for some of the other more primary combat types. Mm-hmm. Unlike some other RPGs where, the fighter is typically presented as a kind of straightforward and simple character archetype to play. Yeah. 
where you don't typically have a whole lot of choices in terms of what you're doing and are often pitched as a simple, simpler or more introductory mm-hmm. type of character that you might play. There are a lot of options and toys and such to play with as a warrior. Complexities. Admittedly, they all sort of revolve around combat. And so outside of combat, you might not have as much that you're going to be doing. But when it gets into combat, if you really like that kind of mini game and choices of what you're going to do from round to round based on the developing situation and kind of approaching it from that, the warrior can be a a lot of fun. And that is, to a certain extent, the case with all of the combat disciplines. Yes. I think in some regard, it's just the warrior has a really nice, well-rounded selection of both attack and defense options Mm -hmm. to adapt to whatever the developing situation on the battlefield is. Yeah. And then you take this and if that sort of thing is really up your alley, then then play it to Scrang Warrior and look at um, the Tail Dancer. Yes. And the uh, enhanced combat tools that you can bring in with that path. If you really want to go that route, Mm -hmm. go back and listen to the Tail Dancer episode for more (laughs) on that. Yes. We're not that we're uh, telling you to go back and listen to all the episodes, but you should anyway, just to refresh yourself on all of these things. Uh, But until next time, folks, if you have any questions about how to build your warrior, send us the questions. We'll take them. EDSGpodcast at gmail.com. We'll help you build how you want to get built for any of the disciplines we've talked about so far and any upcoming, because we'll do that as well. So until next time, it is time for you to cue the Mortal Kombat theme for your legend. Good night, everybody. (laughs) 